to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about my journey of scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. I do hope that you'll enjoy your stay. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for your continued support. As I said, this show is all about scratch-made food and positivity, and I have got a doozy for you guys today. So this one was all about Chopped. Now, I'm a food guy. I love a lot of food shows. That should come as no surprise to anyone. (laughs) And this was a random ingredient in one of the baskets on Chopped, and I said, I bet I could do that. So just kind of based off of Ted Allen's description of what it was, I decided to make a homemade spinach lasagna. And I kind of built this recipe from the ground up. I did fresh homemade pasta straight into the 9x13. Let me tell you, this was wonderful. I'm going to tell you all about the ins and outs of it in the back half of the show. But make sure you're subscribed to the show over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Nikolai's Kitchen. That is down in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe on Twitch because I made this live on a stream. And I'm also really, really going to try to get the replay on YouTube as well. Some highlights from that stream over on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on Twitch so you can catch me doing all this stuff on video. Because I love, I love talking about food. I love doing this show. This show is a way for me to kind of reconnect with the positivity that I so often try to espouse. And it's a way for me to communicate out there about the food that I'm trying to put out into the world. And I absolutely love it. But just there's something about just the visual of it that just makes it so, so much more amazing. So make sure you're following me over there so that way you don't miss any of the content that I'm currently putting out. Speaking of content that I'm putting out, I am now in full-on prep mode for the upcoming live stream for The Cure 6. Over the past five years, myself and a whole slew of podcast partners, content creators, my amazing team of people, we have raised over $50,000 for cancer research. This year, we are aiming for $20,000. And to tell you a little bit more about that, it's me. What does hope mean to you? Hello everyone, my name is Nick and I am the host of the annual live stream for The Cure, a charity live stream event to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute, which researches immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. Their mission, one that I believe in very, very strongly, is a future immune to cancer. And this year for the sixth annual live stream for The Cure, I want to emphasize more than anything, hope. Over the past five years, myself and amazing creators and partners from around the world have raised over $50,000 for this amazing cause. And this year, we're looking to add another $20,000 to that total. Please join me May 19th, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content over the next three days. As I'm once again joined by amazing creators from around the world to help fight for hope. Learn more or make an early donation today 
at livestreamforthecure.com. Today, I want to talk to you about me. And I know it's my show, and I often talk about me because I'm the only one here. But I want to talk to you today probably less about the abstract notion of me and kind of get specific about my journey, where I'm at right now. We've talked in the past about me being on a plateau. I lost 125 pounds. I gained a little bit of it back, you know, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, like 35 to 40 of it back. And I have not gained or lost any weight since like I'll fluctuate a few pounds here and there, but you know, any meaningful attempts to actually like get like kickstarted back into the whole weight loss thing have just kind of been met with stagnation. And a lot of it's because I'm just not holding myself as accountable as I need to be. When I did drop the sugar and when I was hardcore, like when I was standing at my friend John's grave and I made that promise to him and to myself that I wasn't going to be the next one in, I worked really, really hard and I held myself accountable. I dropped the sugar and that meant a hundred percent. I was working out all the time. And I was counting every single calorie. I was eating small meals, only a few hundred calories here and there per meal. And the weight just disappeared. And I don't hold myself as accountable as I used to. And kind of what I wanted to talk about in this positivity segment very specifically is that idea of just holding ourselves accountable. Like, what does that mean for you? Does that mean just saying, ah, I know I shouldn't have done that. Ah, I know I, I know I got to change that. Or ah, I know I got to do something different for that. A lot of times when we say we hold ourselves accountable, a lot of times when we want to talk about accountability and we want to talk about making sure that we're making the choices and the changes that we need to make in life, word not we're not doing any of that it turns out we're saying it to ourselves because almost in a way saying it just saying hey you need to be accountable for this hey you need to do this thing hey you need to make sure that you're meeting all of these criteria xyz that's doing it even though it's not it's not And we have to be stronger than that. But more than just being stronger, we have to understand that talking about change isn't change. Talking about doing something is not doing something. I've been slow to get my butt in gear to get job applications out there. I have gotten job applications out there. I've had an interview and a follow-up interview for, for a position. But have I done as much as I need to? No. But I can talk until I'm blue in the face about applying for those jobs. I can talk until I'm blue in the face about knowing the changes that I need to make. But talking about applying for a job isn't applying for a job. Talking about getting off of this plateau isn't getting off of this plateau. Talking about what I know I need to do to get off of this plateau, dropping the sugar, 
100% accountability, zero tolerance, drop the sugar again, and strict calorie counting, making sure that I am not putting any more in my body than I need and making sure that I'm not putting any more in my body than I'm burning off. I've talked and talked and talked and you guys can go back and you can listen back and you can hear the frustration in my voice at myself and you can probably hear the frustration in my voice at myself now because I am so frustrated at myself because again, talking about change, a lot of times we kind of trick ourselves into just, well, I said the thing I need to do. It's 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 practically like I've done it, but you haven't, have you? You haven't really changed anything. You haven't really done anything to change. Being conscious of the thing that you need to change, being conscious of the thing that you need to do, isn't doing the thing. And I don't know, I kind of just wanted to open up with that today because it's April now. And all through the month of March, I worked out probably about 80% of the month. I went to the gym, I busted my butt, I'm back to lifting again, working my butt off at the gym to do cardio, to get outside when it's nice weather outside, to get several miles in on my feet. Between the elliptical, between the treadmill, between everything else I was doing at the gym, I was doing interval stuff at the gym, like interval training, like, you know, you walk for a minute and then you run for a minute and on and on. So I've held myself accountable in terms of the fitness aspect of it. I'm healthy. I'm a big guy, but I exercise a lot. I'm very active. I'm healthy for a big guy. The problem is I'm still on that plateau. And one thing that I kind of, I think I've mentioned this on the show before quite a long time ago, but somebody that I follow on Instagram's name is Jay has lost like over 250 pounds. And in one of his, you know, I think it might have been a reel or a story or something like that in Instagram or some video that somebody did about him. He said, a, he said a, th- a thing that really, really resonated with me that I really, really, really know is true. And it's the reason why I've been on this plateau for a year, over a year now, actually. You can't outrun the fork. Weight loss, diet, progress in that realm doesn't come in a gym. The gym shapes what you already have. You know, the gym keeps your lungs active. It keeps your heart healthy and you know, it keeps your blood pumping and all those different things. It does make you healthier, but it's never going to slim you down. If that's your goal, and if that's not your goal, that's okay. You know, be comfortable in the skin that you're in, you know, be comfortable with being who you are. But if you have a goal that you want to reach, if you want to lose more weight, because like losing weight, like for me, It's about wanting to live a a healthier, happier life. It's about wanting to make sure that I'm around for all the things that I still want to be around for. It's about checking out early, like my friend John did. The anniversary of his death was just a couple of days ago. And I still think about him all the time. 39 years old. How? How does that happen? How is that even a reality in which I live? It is reality. It's here. And there's nothing that anybody can do to change that. What I can do is I can make the changes that I need to make to my life to be healthy, 
And make no mistake, losing weight, not being overweight, not being obese, losing that weight, it leads to a happier, healthier life. You know, I love my life. I have so many good and amazing things in my life. My life is so, so good. But I still want to be here for all the rest of it at the end. I've got so many more decades worth of experiences that I still haven't gotten a chance to have yet. I'm never, ever going to get off of the plateau, though, if I don't act on change. If I don't act and force myself to make the changes that I know need to be made. Because talking about, like, I'm doing something at the gym. I'm doing that. That's great. But you can't outrun the fork. And I don't know if you've noticed or not on this show. You probably have if you check out any of the different recipes that I have done. But I'm a big fan of things like butter and cream and cheese. I don't eat anything processed really ever. I pretty much like I do kind of live the everything from scratch mantra. Like if I can make it, I do. But, you know, that doesn't make it healthier that makes it so it doesn't have a lot of preservatives and chemicals and all that stuff in it but it still has the calories it still has the fat it still has the sugar you know and i don't eat like any kind of things with added sugar in them or at least not a lot of things with added sugar in them but that doesn't stop me from adding sugar into things myself one of my favorite treats is i'll just take some peanut butter and add a little bit of powdered sugar to it some powdered peanut butter and you know, add a little bit of uh, add a little bit of milk or or something like that. Sometimes almond milk, ooh, it's healthier. And I'll I'll mix that up and I'll scoop apples with it. It's good. It's really good. All the things that I've made on this show, like I've been a really really big fan of, and you know, I like I said, I use a lot of butter, a lot of cream, a lot of cheese. I cook with, you know, the the good stuff. But it doesn't make it healthier. You can't outrun the fork. If I'm constantly, every day, I'm finishing in the red. I'm going over on what I should be eating every day. I'm indulging every day. Then all I'm doing is negating any of the hard work I'm doing at the gym. Then I'm going to sit right on this plateau. I'm going to stay right at this very same size. Never, ever going to move anywhere. Never, ever going to change. Talking about change isn't change. You have to act. And this month, I finally, and I've mulled and contemplated over this for years, and I'm someone that that, that hates to, I hate to be, I, I don't know, it's almost as if I feel it's some kind of character flaw in myself, where I had to remind myself or tell myself, hey, remember the thing. And then I'm like, ah, I can remember. And then I don't remember. And then I don't do it. Like this. Water. You know how little water I was drinking some days? Like I'd fill this guy up and this guy, I think it holds 40 ounces of water, give or take. Maybe one time in a whole day. And I'm a big dude. I need water. Now, this doesn't include, like, the gym. Like, the gym, I'll kick this thing two, three times. You know, between the gym and then, like, you know, the ride home, cooling down, all that kind of stuff. 
but water is so important for weight management. It's so important for so many different things and I was never ever drinking enough of it, I felt. So I finally forced myself to install a water reminder app on my phone to remind myself to drink water. And sometimes it's not a, it's not a character flaw. It's not some kind of failure on your part. If you just need a reminder to say, Hey, like a little stick to kind of poke you and be like, Hey, 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 do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. I need that. And I know I need that. And I've resisted it for so long, but now I have it. And like, I mean, granted, it's the 2nd of April, but I literally have had to go to the bathroom probably like a half a dozen more times per day. You know, like I've been drinking a lot of water. I've always had a, I've always had a weak bladder. Like I always, I always have, you know, and you know, but, but it's great. It's great because I, I already feel better. I already feel better. And I forced myself to start tracking calories, start putting them in there. And like, I've played lip service to it and I've started to do it. And I stopped because it's frustrating, especially when you cook things from scratch, you can't just scan a label of whatever meal you bought and just, Oh, that's what it is. You got to build it all in the app or you got to guess. I've got to start holding myself more accountable. I'm doing it with the gym. I'm doing it now with the water. It's time to get off this plateau and finally push myself to that goal weight that I've really been anchoring for. And once I hit that goal weight, I've, I've proven that I can plateau and that I can sit at the same weight for the longest time. <laughs> you know, I can do exactly what I'm doing now and I can just stay right there at that goal weight. You just got to get there, Nick. And that's the same with anything in life. You have to be willing to commit to the change, talking about making the change, talking about a bad situation. And I, and I talked last week about knowing when you need to reach out and get help, knowing when you need to get out there and try to get help for things, you know, but if you don't do it, if you don't make yourself do it, like if you don't push yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes, because sometimes you have to, but what's the alternative? What is the alternative? Is it to stay locked in this miserable existence that you may have? Is it to just never get out of this, this trapping that you feel? What, what is the alternative? I had years and years and years that I could have made changes and I could have gotten out of the situations I was in, but I didn't because I was afraid. Are you afraid? I was afraid all the time and I'm still afraid of so many different things now. But damn it, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. You get one time, you get one time when you look back on it all and none of us knows when we're going, none of us knows when we're checking out, none of us knows when any of that's going to happen. But imagine if you knew, if you knew right now you were going to be done tomorrow, tomorrow was it, you were checking out. What would you look back on and say, God, I wish I had done that. 
What is that for you? What immediately came into your head when I said that? Something that you wish you had done. Something you regret not doing. Something that you wish you'd been strong enough to do or something you wish you hadn't been so afraid that you held yourself back from doing it. Put it right in front of you. See it in your mind's eye. And reach out and take it. Don't let anything hold you back. Because you're only going to get one chance in this life. Spend it being good and being kind to other people and putting good and positive energy out into the universe and spreading love and happiness and kindness out into the world and being the absolute best person that you can be. Know your worth. Know who you are. Demand that others see you as you are. Don't ever let anyone else define who and what you are for you. Make the change. Commit to making the changes that you know you need to make. And everybody, and I don't care who you are from whatever walk of life, everybody has that thing where they're like, God, I wish I could, I wish I could change that. I wish I could make that a little different. I wish I could just something, whatever it is, make the change, make it happen. It is not going to happen until you make it happen. Sometimes you got to install an app to tell you to drink water because you just aren't going to remember to do it on your own. You're just going to get too busy and distracted by daily life. What is that little water app for you? Make the change. Work hard to make the life that you want to make. Believe in your ability to make it there. You are strong and you can make this. I promise you that you can. You just have to be willing to try. We are going to run over into a break, everyone. And then when I come back, we are going to talk about spinach lasagna. I cannot wait to get into the ins and outs of this recipe. I have modified it slightly from the version that I made on stream. And I'll talk about those differences when we get there. But before we get to the break, I just want to say whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you're doing so absolutely amazing. If you're having a bad day, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like maybe you just haven't made a difference today or maybe you just don't make a difference, you taking the time to listen to this makes all of the difference in the world to me. Even if I've never seen your face, even if I've never spoken to you, even if you're just a name and a download count, you are incredible and you make such a great difference in my life. And I could not do what I do without you. Thank you so, so much for all that you do. I'll be right back. Thank you so, so much for listening. 
If you want to help me reach more people with my messages of positivity and scratch made food, then please, wherever you're listening to this, share it. Share it. And if you can rate and review the show five stars, the links to all the podcatchers I'm available on are down in the show notes. So just share, share, share the show out there. If you think somebody would enjoy the recipes or the positivity, whichever, both, anything, help me spread the word about my messages of positivity. And hopefully I can make a difference in more lives. What I want to invite people to do as well, specifically if you use Podchaser. Now, Podchaser, for the past couple of years, they've done this amazing thing for Meals on Wheels. And this year they're doing it for the World Central Kitchen. It's hashtag reviews for good. It's hashtag reviews, the number four and good. Basically, every single review, like if you go to Podchaser, you sign up for an account, you follow my podcast, you can go and you can review every single one of my episodes on Podchaser. And they'll donate 25 cents to the World Central Kitchen for every review. And if I leave a reply to your review, they'll double it. So let's work together to raise some money for this really amazing cause. It's World Central Kitchen's Chefs for Ukraine efforts. So it's aimed at providing meals to individuals and families fleeing from Ukraine. So please help me out. Like I said, go to Podchaser. It's podchaser.com. Follow me on there. It's Nikolai's Kitchen. And then just start leaving reviews of all of my episodes, and I will reply to them in kind. And together we can raise some good money. Uh, And thank you so much again to Podchaser for putting this together. I want to talk to you guys about spinach lasagna, which, as I said at the top of the show, was inspired by Chopped. Spinach lasagna was just a random ingredient in one of the baskets, I think the dinner basket on an episode of Chopped. And then Ted Allen chimed in and he's like, well, it's basically just pasta and then a ricotta spinach blend and a bechamel. That's it. That's all it is. And I'm like, well, I can do that. Now, that to me seemed a little light on the ingredients and I wanted to make sure that I was you know building this so I had a lot of really really great flavor in it I've talked before on the show about lasagna I've made lasagna before for the show and of course I never make lasagna anymore without making fresh homemade pasta when I made this I decided that I was going to do the pasta straight into the pan so basically before the stream and again I made this on stream I made a ball of my pasta dough. My pasta recipe is back in episode 14. I made a ball of that homemade pasta dough. And then when it came time to roll out the pasta dough, when it came time to build the lasagna, I literally took it right from the mixer. I have a stand mixer, so I have a pasta attachment for that. And I roll it right through that. Bam, right into the pan. Now, mine and probably everyone's is different, but... My pasta maker can make sheets of pasta that are approximately four to five inches wide. So I decided to do three sheets per layer overlapping slightly. Uh, So they're, like I said, between four and five inches wide. And I made them nine inches long, which is exactly the same as the width of a nine by 13. So your mileage may vary with it. You may want to make like a couple of longer ones or whatever. But I thought that it would work the best. And it really, really did work the best to just do three you know, one overlapping the other, overlapping the other, kind of like you do with like the old school, giant, thick, super chewy lasagna noodles, something like that. 
One caveat to note with the filling on this as well, in the instructions in the recipe, I've added eggs to this. I did not do eggs when I made this, but eggs and ricotta cheese, it's going to help this set up and not be quite so runny when it all comes out. And then number two, there was so much spinach and basil. There's so much else going on in this. It's not really very spreadable. It's kind of just very clumpy. Now, I did not cut up my spinach or my basil for this. I used two cups of baby spinach and two cups of fresh basil leaves. I didn't cut any of them up. You may want to give them a little bit of a rough chop because it may help all those kind of different liquid ingredients bind together more. But I really think adding eggs to this and basically I just added a step kind of before everything else and building the filling. You just whip together the eggs, lemon zest and ricotta cheese. And then you add everything else in there and that's just going to give it a little bit more liquidiness and it's going to help it set up better so it doesn't kind of collapse and keep it. This, by the way, did not really. Uh, this did um, absolutely amazing. When I pulled this out of the oven, rested it, of course, you rest it for 10 to 15 minutes. You can't just cut into and scoop out a lasagna. But basically, yeah, these pieces still came out of the pan really, really nice. I would definitely, definitely recommend doing the eggs, though. It's it, it's just going to it's just going to make for a, a much easier time. Another thing I kind of want to note here, like I've made a lot of cheese sauces before. You know, you do your flour, you do your butter or cornstarch, half the cornstarch if you're doing cornstarch. And then you do your milk and then you do your cheese. But I have never before straight up done a bechamel, which is basically just a white sauce. I've never straight up just done a bechamel right into a dish before. And I've actually never made like I actually started looking up like a ton of different recipes for bechamel. And I don't necessarily do a lot of the breakdown stuff on the show anymore, but I wanted to kind of go into the different ingredients in this because this uses clarified butter or ghee. And I had never used it before. And it uh, just mind blowing the flavor of this. So it's equal parts, you know, fat and flour. So four tablespoons of clarified butter and four tablespoons of all purpose flour. I used to be really scared of using flour. I think probably back in some of one of the mac and cheese episodes or early on in this show's run, I'm sure I talked about it. Just kind of not liking to use flour to make a roux because I could never cook out that flour taste and it just never seemed to set up and thicken for me. And somewhere along the way, and like I know when I made mac and cheese with M, a verbal diorama, I did it with traditional, like with flour and made the roux that way and it set up perfectly. And I think that might've been like the first time when I was finally like, maybe I can actually do this with just flour. So yeah, four tablespoons of clarified butter, four tablespoons of all purpose flour. And then I used whole milk. I built this on sweet onions and garlic. And then I seasoned it with salt, white pepper, allspice, nutmeg, and paprika. And it just gives it this beautiful, beautiful, rich, creamy flavor. And then basically you build your lasagna just like you would build, you know, the lasagna that I built back in episode 32. Sauce, pasta, cheese, sauce, pasta, cheese, sauce, pasta, cheese, sauce, pasta, cheese. Simple as that. Except for your sauce in this case isn't marinara sauce. It's the bechamel. So you're going to start at the bottom of your 9 by 13 with that bechamel, fresh pasta over the top. One third of your filling. This filling, by the way. Absolutely beautiful. I kind of, I've talked about this back like in the phyllo dough when I talked about the key lime tarts. 
I talked about that kind of flatbread thing that I made with the phyllo dough with the ricotta lemon mixture on the top. And the phyllo does not work. I'll, I'll reiterate that again here as a vehicle for that dish, but that filling was really, really great. I think that was inspired by a recipe from the spruce seats. And I didn't look that back up when I made this. I just thought I really, really loved that lemon in there. That lemon is going to play perfectly with that basil and that spinach. And what the lemon really does here, it's only the zest of three lemons in this whole dish, but it really gives you a kind of bright, fresh, light, just hint of lemon right at the top before the layers kind of start to open up on your palate and you get all those heavier elements like the cream and the the butter, the cheeses, all that kind of stuff. Really, really, really nice. It played with this in a way that I really never expected it would have, but I think it would be a huge mistake to omit the lemon from this because then I feel like it's just going to be heavy. The spinach and the basil are still fresh elements to this, but they get more muted and kind of blended in there with all the cheeses and stuff. The lemon really stands on its own as kind of this light pop. And then you start getting all the other layers individually. I feel like you get the onion and the garlic and that bechamel. You get all the different seasonings. You get those warming spices like nutmeg. Oh, love it. You get the freshness of that pasta. The texture of this is unbelievable. Unbelievable how pillowy, soft, and beautiful this dish is. I can't say enough. If you're a fan of lasagna, this is vegetarian, by the way. So if you're vegetarian, M, I would love it if somebody else made this dish. My full recipe breakdown for this is in the show notes. So make sure you go and check that out. But this just turned out so perfect. Like so, so perfect. Aside from doing the eggs and maybe just kind of tweaking the seasonings ever so much in that bechamel, I don't really think that there's much that I would do to change this. I, honestly, no. You know what? I would. I would. And I'm going to do this like on the fly because I'm staring at my recipe right in front of my face while I'm like talking to you guys about it. I'm going to increase the Parmesan cheese because I finished the top of this with freshly shredded Parmesan cheese. I'm going to say to put some in the filling too. I'm going to say to put some in the filling too. And yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm literally typing it in there right now. Freshly shredded Parmesan cheese. Perfect. I'm going to put that right in there because I think, I think this wants for a nuttiness. I think this wants for nuttiness because you do get those fresh herbaceous elements and the fresh kind of earthy elements from the spinach and the basil. But I think what you could also really have here is a nice kind of nuttiness to this. You know, get a really you know, good Parmesan cheese. That's really going to have a good, like, right. Really, really strong flavor. I think it's going to play really, really, really well in here. Or maybe think of other kinds of cheese that you can definitely add in here. You can add some Pecorino in here. Any of your kind of really hard Italian cheeses, like pasta cheese is going to work perfectly in this. But please make this dish. Please give this a try and let me know what you thought. I Again, I can't say enough good things about how this dish turned out. It's just this beautiful, slightly lemony flavor. And then you just get this bump. Think of like normal lasagna. Like you get a normal cheese lasagna. You just get bombarded with layer after layer of cheese. You get that stretchiness and that just kind of beautiful velvety mouthfeel of that mozzarella. The creaminess of that ricotta that's in there. <sighs> Just an absolute, absolute dream. I will say like one other thing before I wrap this is 
I used a lot of garlic when I built this bechamel. Like you're talking like between 20 and 25 cloves of garlic and I just crushed them with my garlic press. Your mileage may vary depending on how much you love garlic. I absolutely love it, but this was very much a garlic forward bechamel. The sweet onions really just kind of gave like a little playground for the garlic to really infuse all of its flavor into this. So it's got a very strong garlicky flavor as well. I would honestly hesitate to change that if that makes if that makes sense but it worked really 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 well it really did please make this recipe please let me know what you thought about it uh wherever you find me on social media or anything like that on the podcatcher of your choice leave a leave a review of this episode you know let me know what you thought of the spinach lasagna And that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I'm trying to get back to doing more regular releases. I know I've like almost done bi-weekly stuff. I've got so many recipes kind of in the pipe, but just with live stream prep and with trying to do so many other different things right now, it's been tough. It's been really, really tough, but I'm trying to kind of get a backlog of content built up so that way we can run the rest of this season all the way through mid-May and then... You know, the fourth season is going to begin probably sometime in the beginning of June. I'll probably give myself a little bit longer of a break this year than I did last year after live stream. But just keep that in mind. Uh, you know, the, the this season is probably going to run up until sometime in mid-May. Live stream starts on Thursday the 19th. Probably the beginning of that week would be the last episode. And it'll probably be a lot of stuff talking about live stream. You're amazing. Thank you so, so much for listening to this. I hope, again, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, that you are having the most beautiful day. You have the power to change the world. You have the power to do so much good in this world. So take a moment today and just try to make the world a better place. Try to make one person's day better. The smallest things, the gestures of a moment. I love that phrase ever since I used it, like talking to a friend a few weeks ago. The gesture of a moment. The gestures of a moment build up into a beautiful life. Thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. A special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Nikolai's Kitchen.